0: As it's Timmy this is Brustling Unlimited as it's Monday and we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. But before we get into any of that, before we talk anything Monday Night Raw, I want to send prayers out to DeMar Hamlin and his entire family. If you guys didn't see it tonight during the Monday Night Football game, about 10 minutes into the first quarter, DeMar Hamlin was going for a tackle on a player for the Bengals. The player from the Bengals, and nobody did anything wrong here, but the player from the Bengals kind of tried to take the tackle. He like, kind of like dove into the tackle. Both players collided. Demar Hamlin then stood up and immediately fell back down. They had to administer CPR to him. They had people running out on the field as far as medical personnel. They ended up taking him away in a ambulance to a, a local hospital, and we're really awaiting. More of an update on his condition. I think the last update stated that his vitals were looking better. They put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. And that more info will be given here shortly. But I do want to say that I want to send out prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his entire family as well. His family was actually at the game tonight in Cincinnati. And his mom did run to the hospital. But with that, we got Monday Night Raw to talk about. As far as the show goes... I wouldn't say this was a nothing happening show. I wouldn't say this was a horrible show or anything, but I would just say it was an all right episode. Like if I was voting with you guys in the poll, I would say it was an all right episode of raw. Nothing was really <clears throat> other than them telling us like we're four weeks from the Royal rumble. Let me see. One, two, three. Technically we're, we got three more Monday night raws before the Royal rumble. And the only thing we built up for the Rumble tonight was that Hardy's going to perform his song sold out live at the pay-per-view. Like, why aren't we building more up for this pay-per-view? Whether that is matches or telling us who's going to be in the Rumble. So, I thought that was a negative of the show. We had good wrestling, but other than that, it was kind of just like an alright show. But Luke, what do you think of tonight's Raw?
1: Honestly, started off strong with the Bloodline stuff. I'll say that. I thought that was good. But other than that, it felt very, like, unproductive as far as, like, building stuff up for next week and the Royal Rumble. Like, they didn't announce who else is going to be in the Rumble. They didn't really announce any, like, two matches or anything. That was the only part I didn't really like.
0: Right, because all we know for the Rumble right now is the pick, bl- pitched, pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. And then we know this week on SmackDown, Ricochet will face Top Dollar in a qualifying match for the Rumble. Other than that, we know nothing. And I'm like, come on, Triple H. You don't want to be booking like Vince last minute. So hopefully they've got a plan to build up a lot of stuff this week on SmackDown and next week on Monday Night Raw. But when is... Hold on. When's the 30th anniversary? Is that the Monday before Royal Rumble, the 30th anniversary show. I'm looking here on WWE.com. Yes. So well, that's the 23rd. the Monday before Royal Rumble in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is the raw 30th anniversary special. So I heard they got some things in store and possibly a return for that show. I mean, I'll just say it right here. I heard that Cody could be returning on that show the Monday before Royal Rumble. They're still kind of weighing if they want Cody to show up for or be a surprise in the actual rumble. But with they, go for it.
1: I would say wait till rumble. Cause you can have like a bigger pop.
0: True. But one thing I was told by a source was they're weighing the options because they think if they tell people Cody's going to be in the rumble, then more people may actually be interested to see if the predictions of Cody winning do come true. If they don't tell you Cody's in the Rumble, people still may watch to see if Cody shows up there. But they're think that some think that they may not, or not, as many may not be watching just for the Cody thing. I don't know. I think it'll work either way. But I do get where the whole live in the building, it'll be a bigger pop. If they didn't know Cody, quote unquote, didn't know Cody was going to be there. But with that, I do want to say thank you. If you guys are watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or if you're watching or listening later, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out either by hitting that uh, donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel 1.0. Of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription. Or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember if you have Amazon Prime. Or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account. Then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things. Like free games. Free stuff for games. And they always give you one free subscription. To any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. Throughout the month. Even right here. For free doesn't cost you anything if you use your Amazon Prime account. Also, remember, you can uh, support us over on YouTube. Over there, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You can become a channel member, and by doing so, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, early access, well, actually just access to our graphics package files, and so much more. Uh, finally, head over to the Epic Games Store Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use our code right down here, PW Unlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Only takes a couple of seconds to type it in, P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. Type it in right at the end of your purchase or before you click finish purchase, and you'll be supporting us at no extra cost. Or if you're trying to get into that new season of Fortnite, Go to the item shop. Go all the way down to the bottom. It'll ask you for your creator code, and you've got one. It's right here. So with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. We've got, again, like I said, or actually like Luke said, a show that actually started off really good and then kind of was just there from there. So as far as the beginning of the show does go, the Raw intro was interrupted about halfway through maybe, as they got to a live shot of the bloodline, no Roman though, no Paul Heyman, excuse me, causing havoc at ringside. They tossed aside security guards and flipped over the announce table. Kevin Owens would then enter with a microphone, but before he could say anything, Sami Zayn told him that tonight was a hostile takeover by the bloodline and he wanted everyone to know that this was Kevin's fault. Owens forgot what he wanted to say because he just wanted to punch Sammy in the face. Owens went down the aisle, but was cut off by Adam Pearce before he can actually get close to the ring. Pearce also had security with him as well. Pearce said that he has let the bloodline, including Roman, run roughshod for too long over WWE, and it's time for that to end tonight. Pearson sent the guards into the ring, but the bloodline, more specifically Solo Sokoa, dispatched of all of them. Owens then jumped into the ring, but the bloodline all uh, basically just, ran away because more members of the locker room jumped in the ring as well and chased them all off. They jumped into the crowd, and as they were trying to leave, Adam Pearce goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys want to do some stuff tonight? Well, how about I put you guys to work? You're here? You're going to wrestle. You guys will all be in action later on tonight. You better have your gear and your boots with you because you're going to fight. We go backstage. I got something in my eye. Well, actually, before we go backstage, Luke what did you think of the opening segment?
2: It was
1: a good, great opening segment. Like I said, they started off strong. I liked the part where they were like the intro was playing and it got interrupted <clears> by <throat> Bloodline. I thought I thought that was very creative. Yes, worked out well. Like, like after that, it just kind of like died out a little bit. I don't know.
0: It was just like they started off hot and. I mean, even by the end of the segment, you kind of knew, oh, that's all it's going to be. They're just going to have them wrestle. Like, I kind of wanted to see them run off and pretend like they left and then show up later and cause more havoc. But they didn't. Adam Pearce was just like, you're all going to have a match. And it's like, oh, it just ended up being just a normal other episode of Raw. So we go backstage and Bianca Belair told Byron Saxton that her relationship with Alexa Bliss was, quote, beyond repair. And she would show bliss why she was the champion. Uh, after a commercial break, everyone who ran out earlier was yelling at Adam Pierce, saying that they wanted to fight the bloodline, and they wanted the match, and this person wanted a match. And Montez Ford spoke up first, but then Elias goes, Wait, no, I want Solo Sokoa because of what he did to me a few weeks ago. And Adam Pearce goes, Fine, you want him? You can have him in a street fight. He then said, the rest of the Bloodline, they'll compete in a six-man tag. They'll compete against the Street Profits and Kevin Owens. He then basically goes, and all of you other guys that want matches, yeah, the Bloodlines, they're already set. You guys are just going to have to sit in catering. I'm like, ugh. Well, he didn't say that per se, but he basically told them, y'all are screwed because I'm not doing any other matches.
1: Kyle just said, in a nice way, kind of like you guys will get your turn at the bloodline in the future, but tonight's just not the night.
0: Yeah, I mean, kinda, but yeah, because they're not. I mean, we're not going to see Sammy versus Ali or anything, or the Usos versus Shelton and Cedric or whatnot, so.
1: We could see Ali versus Solo. Uh,
0: Give me one second. I just got a message that may not be good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, there might have been an injury coming out of tonight's Monday Night Raw. I'm not going to say who it is because I haven't had it confirmed, but I was told that there may have been an injury tonight on Raw. Okay, I will say this because WrestlingNews.co has already put this out. Seth may have suffered a knee injury. Uh-oh. That's not good. I was just told Seth Rollins may have been injured. WrestlingNews.co tweeted out that Seth Rollins... May have suffered a knee injury.
2: That's not good. Crap. Hmm. Okay, then. Well, I will periodically
0: keep checking my DMs to see if this person that just told me that before I saw the WrestlingNews.co tweet, if they say anything more to me. But I did hear from a source. Seth may actually be... Basically, I was told... Not confirmed, but Seth may actually be injured. That's the message I got. Crap. And then WrestlingNews.co posted a video of Seth Rollins being checked out. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. That got loud. Hold on. That got loud. Give me one second here. I'm trying to see what this video is showing. I apologize for headphone listeners because that got really loud. So there's a video here showing Seth Rollins basically at ringside after the match. And who is this checking on him? Corey Graves, maybe yelling at an, yeah. Corey Graves is yelling at an official. We need more help. Seth can't walk on his own and Corey is helping him to the back. Like Corey literally went from the announce table to the other side of the ring to go help Seth. Which that's very not good. Corey must've been told something by somebody and ran over to help Seth. Because Seth looks like he can't walk on his own. The
2: show is over. There's no need for him to be selling this much. Crap. That's not good. Huh. Wait, I got another video here as well.
0: Let's see what this one is.
2: Referee threw up an X and
0: Seth is yelling at somebody. Hold on, I don't know what Seth is saying. Hold on, give me one second.
2: Also, why is there... Random audio playing. Okay, give me one last second. So Seth is apparently in the ring, holding his
0: right knee, yelling, come on, I need help, or something along those lines, if I could read his lips properly. But I know he yells, come on, I need, and then he says something else. So,
2: holy crap, this ain't good. And there was that rumor of Seth getting that new world title too. It's a knee injury. He going to be gone for a little bit. A cool idea for him at Mania. For a return? Like.
1: Could have done maybe like for the universal belt. Like a triple threat. Him, Roman, and Drew.
2: Well,
0: no. There's the rumor. And Dave Meltzer kind of confirmed the rumor that they're not going to take any titles off of Roman and create a new world title just for Raw. Because if you remember, there was a a report from WrestlingNews.co last week that Seth Rollins was going to be in possibly slated for the night one main event of WrestleMania defending a world title. So that may be a... Out the door now. Because the Seth suffered a knee injury. Knee injuries are usually five, six, seven months. We don't know the severity. We don't know anything like that. But as of right now. Word is going around that it looks like Seth Rollins. was suffer, Has suffered a knee injury. He wasn't just selling during the match. And that's not good. So if I do see anything else by the end of the podcast. Or anything else later on tonight. Through tomorrow morning. I will keep you guys updated. But as far as Raw does go. I mean. Damn. That really sucks. That really sucks. So we had the Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. And this match kind of was, it was 17 minutes. But i now, I don't know how this match felt for you, but I felt like nothing really, like stuff happened, but nothing major actually happened. And then you go, oh crap, that match was long and didn't need to be Half as long as it was. I don't know if it felt like we focusing, extra long for you as well.
1: We're focusing too much on like the Alexa Bliss stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like anything else.
0: Well, when they were focusing more on Alexa's personality and Alexa's been doing this and Alexa's been doing that, I'm sitting here going, So either Alexa's gonna, well, I had a feeling that they weren't, we weren't gonna get a finish. Like we got the match ended in DQ and they were playing too hard on the Alexa personality stuff for me to think, oh, she's just going to get beat by Bianca. But at the same time, I'm like, they're not going to have her beat Bianca. Like uh, There was just something in my head, and I'm not saying, oh, I knew they were going to go to the DQ. I just felt like we were going to get a weird finish, and we ended up getting the DQ finish. So
1: That's kind of how I felt as well.
0: Yeah, I felt like we were going to get some sort of a, a... Odd ending to this match. As far as the match itself does go, Belair controlled before and after a commercial break until Bliss dodged a charge and Belair went shoulder first into the ring post. Bliss had control until Belair showed off her strength and hit an impressive vertical suplex. Belair then hit three consecutive body slams and then had to yell at Bliss, get up in the middle of the sequence. basically, Pulling a John Cena from last week's SmackDown when Cena was yelling at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to do spots in the ring. Did you notice that on SmackDown with John Cena? Yeah,
2: I know.
0: He's sitting there going, not yet. Stay down. (laughs) And then finally, okay, now go. I'm like, we know John Cena is known for yelling spots really loud, but like he forgot he was on TV or something. Anyways. Uh, Bianca at one point hits a moonsault, but Bliss was a little out of position. Bliss then hit a centon off the apron, which led to another commercial break. Uh, after the break, we saw Bliss with a chin lock on Belair, and she fought out and hit a backbreaker. Belair then punched Bliss in the corner, and Bliss yanked her out of the ring by her braid. Bliss became distracted by a, quote, fan wearing an Uncle Howdy mask in the front row. Excuse me. She then slid Belair back into the ring and went, for, and went to the top, but stopped upon seeing another fan in an Uncle Howdy mask. I'm like, what kind of crap is this? Screen then flashed the Bray Wyatt logo, and the crowd buzzed. Bliss suddenly freaked out, tackled the ref, and hammered away at him. She also went to town on Belair and chucked her into the steel steps. Bliss then gave Belair two DDTs on the steel steps before just walking off and being DQ'd. What? This was so dumb. This sucked. A trainer then checked on Belair and they brought out a stretcher for her ahead of the break. During the break, Belair refused to be put on the stretcher and instead was helped to the back by her husband, Montez Ford. Thoughts?
1: I did not care for this at all. Mm -mm. I thought this was like really weird. Finish was pretty odd to me. Like, I was just kind of confused by all of this.
2: Yes.
0: Same. Cause I'm like, so we're just going to go back to creepy Alexa with Bray. And now the uncle howdy stuff is now bleeding over to Alexa, but uncle howdy. Um, I, don't, I don't even know how to, yeah. I'm more confused than anything. I hope not. And here's the thing. They, go for it. Go for it real fast.
1: Look, <clears throat> Cause like they just turned Alexa like back to normal and it, it would make, no sense to just turn back to like creepy Alexa.
0: Exactly. Give me one second. My daughter is texting me right now. Okay. So the odd thing was that before the break and the whole, they showed us during the commercial that Bianca didn't want help from the officials and the stretcher stuff. We still didn't know how the match ended until Corey Graves finally on commentary goes, oh, by the way, that match
2: was uh, called off via DQ. I'm like, oh, okay. <clears throat> we kind of already knew that, though.
0: I mean, basically, but I guess they they needed to officially say it for television.
1: But, like, Alexa was attacking the referee. Corey was like, that's, that's going to cause a DQ. Exactly. I guess at the end they're like yeah this match. just like remind people like yeah this match ended in DQ right and I think they
0: needed to do that in their minds because no one ever rang the bell so like the DQ was called by the ref because like like you said Alexa attacked the ref but the bell never actually rang at least that I didn't hear and so that's why Corey's like oh by the way uh, so uh, Alexa lost via DQ So Kathy Kelly interviews Austin Theory in the back. He said 2023 would be his year, and the past is Seth Rollins. He said he's the future, Seth's the past, he will become the forever champion. Theory said that he's outplayed Rollins every step of the way, and his U.S. title reign is just starting. I also did like how multiple times, I think Kevin Patrick may have said it once or twice, but Corey Graves really tried to hammer in that the U.S. title is the most important title on Raw. Yes, they don't have a world title right now, but the U.S. title is just as important as any other title that's been on Monday Night Raw. So I do like that Corey Graves kept telling us that because it's like, yeah, Roman's got both world titles. All we got is the U.S. title on Raw. So them trying to hammer in, this is basically our world title right now. Treat it as so. Think of it as such. So I liked that with Corey, and, and like I said, I think I heard Kevin Patrick say it once or twice, the U.S. title, the most important title on Raw at the moment. Which is also telling, because when they were trying to hype up the U.S. title as a world title-like belt, they kept saying, at the moment, which again, further fuels the rumors of, might be getting a new world title just for Raw. Like, uh,
1: I do like that they're like trying to make the U.S. title like Important on Raw because, you know, like the only like title Raw, you know, like like you said, they don't have like a world title right now. So they're really trying to like make it seem like the U.S. title is kind of like a world title Mm. just for now.
0: Exactly. So Elias goes to play. He's drumming the guitar and whatnot. He's like, all right, I wrote a song just for you guys here in Nashville. And then, well. It was cut off by Solo Sokoa's entrance. And then we had also the Alexa-Bianca match before DQ went 17 minutes. This next match, the Music City Street Fight with Solo Sokoa and Elias went 14 and a half minutes. So they hit each other with various instruments until Solo Sokoa gave Elias a Samoan drop and got a two off of it early. Elias hit Sokoa with an electric keyboard and got a two before Sokoa hit a spinning solo. Sokoa missed a stinger splash. So Elias hit him with the trombone. Consecutive stinger splashes of his own and a spine buster. Then Hardy. Again, Hardy is a country music singer songwriter. He's right now. He's, he's got a lot of good music. But for those that don't know who Hardy is, Hardy, again, is a country music singer who has done some stuff in like rock and pop. But I think he's most known in the genre For his songwriting, he's written a lot of top songs for Florida Georgia Line, Blake Shelton, and Morgan Wallen, among others. So, that's who Hardy is. And he eventually tries to assist Elias. He hands Elias a guitar, but Solo Sokoa kicks Elias before he can use it. Hardy then hops the barricade and hits Solo Sokoa over the back with a guitar. The guitar explodes, and Sokoa just no-sells the thing. Hardy then begged off and left the ring as Sokoa stared him down. Elias then hit a running knee strike and went to the top, but Sokoa hit him with a mid-air Samoan spike. So, uh, Sokoa then gave Elias a uranage off the apron on top of a piano and pinned him to pick up the victory. So this is an alright match.
2: Nothing. I mean, but, go for it.
1: But the part with Hardy trying to, like, attack Solo with the guitar was kind of funny. It was... surprised Solo didn't, like try to like go after him? Well, I mean, he kind of did and he was like, please don't, please
0: don't, and then slipped out of the ring. So, I don't know. But I did like the way they incorporated the piano at the end with like the spot off the apron. So, that was kind of cool. We then had our six-man tag team match. Again, it was the Bloodline, Sami Zayn and the Usos against Kevin Owens and the Street Profits. This match went about 11 minutes, 45 seconds or so. So they tried telling a story that Montez Ford was distracted throughout most of this match because he had his wife's possible injuries on his brain. They kept saying that he may be distracted with everything that happened earlier in the night with his wife. Hence why they made a point to show us that he's the one that came out and helped her to the back. So Owens tried tagging Ford in at one point, but he didn't notice or care enough to tag in the so bloodline took over. Jimmy Uso superkicked Dawkins off the apron before Owens superkicked Jimmy. Ford was still in his own kind of world as Owens went for the tag and Owens kind of slapped him to make the tag. Ford fired up and hit Zayn and Jimmy with flying crossbodies before giving Zayn a standing moonsault for a two. Ford then gave Zayn a frog splash, but Jay Uso broke up the cover. Dawkins then tackled Jay while Ford wiped out Jimmy and Sammy with a flip dive. So then marched out through the crowd and knocked out Dawkins. Owens went after Sokoa, but Jay saved him by hitting a super kick on, on, on um, Kevin Owens. Ford then did knock Jimmy off the apron, but the distraction allowed Zayn to hit a haluva kick and pick up the pinfall victory. Then, the bloodline were continuing their assault after the match when Sheamus and Drew McIntyre would run out through the crowd and lay out the bloodline, basically send them packing before their tag title match this Friday on SmackDown. I don't match matches all right. The Ford being distracted stuff was kind of odd. And I mean, it made sense, but didn't make sense to me why they did that at the same time. Like, it makes sense because of the story of his wife got hurt earlier. So I was concerned for his wife, but it didn't make sense because what is that really playing up or into going forward?
1: I, I'm honestly surprised that Kevin Owens and the Street Profits didn't win because they could have done. Thing where like Kevin Owens pins Sammy again. Roman gets like pissed off at mm-hmm. Sammy, like, hey, why do you keep getting pinned by Kevin?
0: Exactly. I thought the same thing. Uh, they then plugged the Royal Rumble, they plugged the pitched black match, and they also showed us the tweet from AJ Styles basically confirming his ankle injury, broken ankle. And AJ Styles, these stats on his in ring, like how long he's been. Out of the ring and how or how little is crazy. So, if you guys didn't see these stats over the weekend, AJ Styles has been since 2001 only missed four months of action total, like all combined. And since 2013, I think it's April of 2013, AJ has at least worked one match every single month since April 2013. That's a crazy stat. Both of those are crazy. That AJ's list missed that little time in, what, 21 years? Wild. So this is, and like AJ said, with the broken ankle, which we're going off of, like, from other athletes that have suffered broken ankles, online, the the recovery time, typically for an athlete with a broken ankle, is six weeks. Now, we don't know if that's six weeks, and then they can start training again to rehab the ankle, or if it's six weeks, and then you're good to go perfectly cleared. So, AJ's going to be out most likely for at least six weeks, which means no AJ in the Rumble, unless he does some superhuman John Cena recovery.
2: Forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. No worries. So... We then had sure,
0: I, I, go for it. I
1: figured it out. All right, go for it. Oh, well, I assume when he left, when he left TNA, went to New Japan. I assume that was like pretty quick then.
0: Hmm. Oh yeah, no. Um, I can tell you right now because he finished up at Bound for Glory 2013. What he had that match, I think, with Bully Ray, the World Title match, and whatnot. I think that's what it was. But so I was,
1: he, f- I thought he had a match with Magnus.
0: Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong thing. Hold on. I got it right here. Hold on. Uh, um, Why can I not find it? Here we go. Okay. So um, AJ Styles
2: AJ Styles left the promotion. Okay. Um, This says on December 6th, uh, 8th
0: It was reported that the contract negotiations between AJ Styles and TNA had broken down and Styles would be leaving the promotion, becoming a free agent, effective December 17th, 2013, 2014, maybe. Uh, According to Styles, he left the promotion since they made him an offer. So AJ left TNA because they wanted him to basically take a 60% pay cut. Now, I knew that, yeah, and it was 2014. It was the end of 2014. So I knew that they were trying to pay him less to work the same amount of dates, but I never realized it was a 60% pay cut. Holy crap. So this says, um, um, on December 2nd. Okay. Here's where it is on the December 2nd taping of impact, which aired on January 2nd, 2014. So it was the end of 2013, early 2014 when he left. The Styles returned to TNA with the championship to confront Dixie Carter and Magnus. So you were right. So, okay, I forgot about this whole, like, end part of the year then. Because I remember he beat Bully Ray for the title at Bound for Glory. That's the last thing I remembered. You were right. Um, This is on the December 5th taping of... Uh, Magnus won a match to unify both championships and, um, yeah, Styles would eventually end up leaving the promotion. And then this states,, uh, when did he show up in New Japan? Well, actually, so he left at the, in December. It was announced December 17th, he was a free agent. By January 4th, he was wrestling in Ring of Honor. But so it was within weeks that he was working Indies. And doing other things. So yeah, it was within weeks that he was already taking independent bookings and then showed up in New Japan, March 27th, 2014. It was reported that Styles would be returning to New Japan and returned on April 6th. So yeah, he did not, he did not go, well, I'm done with
2: impact. I'll take a little time off. Nope. He immediately just kept on working. So, hopefully
0: AJ can come back sooner rather than later. Again, we don't know exactly the timetable, but for normally an athlete that suffers a broken ankle, six weeks minimum. Sometimes it's quicker, but normally six weeks. Then we had, oh boy, it was Dexter Loomis and Chad Gable in a four and a half minute match. Well, between four and four and a half minutes. There's literally nothing here to recap. Otis tried to attack Loomis outside the ring. He ducked and Otis hit the ring post. Gable tried to go for a cradle when Loomis re-entered the ring, but Loomis countered it and cradled Chad Gable. That was literally all that happened in four minutes.
1: Nothing. See no Johnny Gargano
0: tonight. I was thinking the same thing. No Johnny with um Dexter. I was shocked. But um,
2: correct me
1: if I'm wrong. Did they mention anything about Bronson Reed and Miz? This so match.
0: Not during the match, but we got a Bronson Reed hype video later in the show. So nothing during this
2: match that I heard. And then there was a hype video for Bronson Reed later. So Then we had a, basically a series.
0: They're basically telling us Cody's coming back soon because we had a bunch of videos hyping up Cody's return and basically showing us what Cody did last year in WWE. The first video highlighted his return at WrestleMania. Basically, they're telling us, hey, gear up, Cody coming back anytime now. So, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky were shown walking to the ring. MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander could all be seen in the back talking to Adam Pearce. We didn't hear what they said. We don't know what they were talking about, but this falls in line with MVP last week, I want to say, telling Pierce, hey, can I speak to you about Bobby? And then Adam Pierce blowing him off, going, oh, I got to go take care of something. So I think the Hurt Business coming back. What do you think?
1: I, I think it'll be fun. They were great. The beginning. I don't know why WWE broke them up. Me neither. First place, but I think it'd be fun. But the question is, like, what do you do with Omos? Do you put him in the well, Hurt Business as well?
0: I was going to say, very interesting omission. No Omos that I saw with MVP Benjamin and Alexander. So that's why I'm like, are they dumping the Omos MVP stuff? Is it just Kaputsky? I don't know. But that's exactly where I was going to get to as far as where was Omos? He was not seen. And we know Triple H has been doing this a lot. These whole look behind other people in different scenes. Because things are happening. Like we saw, basically we saw over like a four week period, Nikki Cross arguing with Dewdrop and slowly transforming out of the superhero gimmick. So now it looks like they're doing the same sort of thing. Maybe like slowly in behind the scenes or in the background reforming the Hurt Business. Which I mean, it's kind of fun. It's like, keeping us on our toes going, hey, yes, they're not telling us actively that this is what they're doing, but maybe we have to pay more attention to certain things because things are being shown to us, but not being completely pointed out because we got to play Where's Waldo. So then we had a damage control segment. Damage control entered and Bailey bragged about beating Becky Lynch until Lynch would interrupt. Lynch said that Bailey talks like she reinvented the wheel, but she'd really been on a hamster wheel, saying the same thing over and over and over. Lynch then called Bailey a Karen, who always needed somebody else's help. Lynch said that Kai and Sky were Bailey's lackeys, but she realized it was the other way around, And it was just a matter of time before they realized they didn't need Bailey and turned on her. Bailey really just needs them. Lynch said losing to Bailey wasn't going to make her complain it was going to make her better. Lynch challenged Bailey to a match and Bailey laughed at her and instead said, let's find a partner and take on these two. And Lynch didn't have to find a partner or Lynch said she didn't have her phone to call anyone and didn't care if she had to fight them by herself or with somebody else. It didn't really matter. The match then starts and Becky's out there by herself for like what? Six minutes, it was a handicap match. Five, six minutes. The match went almost 14 minutes. And then all of a sudden, out comes Mia Yim. She just jumps up on the apron. Lynch tags her in and she runs wild. And I'm like, well, that's kind of random. Kind of came out of nowhere. Also, so does Mia Yim have the same thing as Seth freaking Rollins? You got to say meachin Mia Yim every time. Just like Seth freaking Rollins.
1: Kind of. I mean, they already call her like Meechan, Mia Yim.
0: Like we've seen wrestlers get nicknames, but it's just weird that like anytime the announcers said her name, they'd say Meachin Mia Yim, Meachin Mia Yim. Just like Seth freaking Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. Kind of weird, but whatever. Because it's weird that she goes, well, I'm in the OC and everybody in the OC needs a nickname. Yet they don't always just say Machine Gun Carl Anderson or the big LG Luke Gallows. But she's got to... I don't know. Nitpicking to nitpick. Anyways. Uh, Mia Yim hit a dive out uh, on damage control at one point. But it didn't really do much. And they worked on her following a commercial break. Lynch eventually tagged back in. And beat the absolute crap out of Dakota Kai. Before chucking Sky into the barricade. Lynch hit Kai with a missile drop kick for a two. Lynch gave... Uh, Lynch and Meechin gave Kai a double suplex. Before Sky broke up a pin. Yim then spiked... Dakota Kai with a leg scissor and went for the pin but Bailey put her leg on the bottom rope to break the the break the pin up basically. Becky uh, well, Mia grabbed Bailey. Becky then ran up, punched Bailey, knocked her down and started beating on Bailey. Mia then hits the eat defeat on Dakota as Mia hits the move and falls down to hit it. IO who had just tagged in Basically, does the moonsault off the top rope. I like this finish. Does the moonsault off the top rope and pins Mia Yim to pick up the victory. I thought this was a great finish. Kind of a, some say, creative finish where Mia is going for her finishing move thinking, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. But before she can stand back up, gets hit with the moonsault. One, two, three, pinned. Bada bing, bada boom. Thoughts on the match.
1: Solid match. I mean, it really could have gone either way. Like one, like Becky and Mia could have won and maybe potentially get a title shot for next week or Royal Rumble. But I kind of expected damage control to come out with a win here. I just thought it was weird of the whole...
0: They never told us, unless I missed something later, why Mia came out to help Becky. They never... uh, because I'm trying to think. Other than war games, me and Becky have never really done anything together. And Mia's never, other than war games, had an issue with damage control that I can remember. Her issue's always been with Rhea. So that, to me, was a little off. Like, why the hell did she, out of everybody, come out and help? I guess it's just like, she's the only random other babyface they have right now, I guess, on Raw. So it makes sense. I mean, Bianca, she got, quote, Hurt earlier, Oscar. She ain't around right now. Alexa's basically going heel, so I don't know. Very, very odd that it was Mia, but at the same time, it's like they didn't have another baby face, anyways.
1: Candice Laray either. Like, they could if Candice Laray was at the show, they could have had Candice Laray do it because she had more beef with damage control than Mia Yim.
0: True, and that with Johnny not being on the show as well, almost. And I don't know this for a fact. Leads me to believe that maybe they weren't there.
1: Probably weren't.
2: Because, let me see. Trying to see. Johnny last tweeted on
0: Friday a video of him and Dexter in Toronto going to a Toys R Us. That's weird. They were at the live event in Toronto on Friday. And he tweeted, Dexter doesn't... I think Dexter don't want to grow up. And then they were at a Toys R Us, so that's weird. But maybe they weren't there. I don't know. So they showed uh, country music singer Jimmy Allen in the front row. He was there with his son. And then they had Byron Saxton catch up with Bliss backstage. Who Did Bliss have a bloody nose in the title match that you uh. noticed? A little bit. Yeah, I noticed Okay, so then I didn't notice it because when they went to her backstage later in the show, she had a lot of dried up blood all around her nose. So I just must have not even paid enough attention to her face, I guess. I don't know. But Saxon basically was like, hey, can you explain losing control earlier? And Alexa said, quote, I lost control? No, I gained control over Bianca's headspace. And now she knows. The only threat is really me. And the Raw Women's Championship actually belongs to me. Okay. Belongs to you. Well, you didn't even beat her. And you weren't even really. And like, if she had like beat the. Like, if it looked like she was going to win before she went crazy, that'd be one thing. But the match itself was just very even. And so I thought the match could have gone either way before the DQ and all that. Dumb stuff happened, but... eh, They're trying to turn her heel again. They're trying to make her crazy. Crazy Alexa, yet again.
1: The only issue I really have with this promo is when she's like, the title belongs to me. Well, I had your chance of winning, but you screwed it up, so...
2: Right. So then, they show us the
0: Christmas Eve video with Ray and Dominic and Rhea and Angie and all them. And... Dominic getting arrested and being put in uh, the back of a police car. And he's like, don't let him take me away. Don't let him take me away. I can't survive in jail. Call Finn and Priest. Call Finn and Priest. And Rhea's like, don't take him. You can't take him away from me. He's like, mommy, help. Well, I say this every week. And it's because it's true. Dominic as a character and just his, like, character's, like, work Gets better every week. So they had this video that I guess... Was supposed to be him in like an isolation room in jail. And... He basically wanted to tell us that... Jail has made him hard. He's now got an eyedrop tattoo. But, but, but... The eyedrop has not been filled in yet. Because you get the eyedrop tattoo... When you join a gang. But then you fill in the eyedrop tattoo... When you kill a man. And basically there was a funny promo from Dom where he talked about how he served hard time and prison has changed him. This was kind of kind of awesome if I would if I do say so myself. I really liked it.
1: Well, like next week they're going to have a, like filled in tattoo and he's going to reveal that he killed a right or something.
0: <clears throat> Some before the main event, we get a Bronson Reed hype video. Didn't really so, they showed a lot of clips of him from NXT. They showed clips of him attacking Dexter Loomis. This is, this is an, an, a very important thing to note. They showed clips of him attacking Dexter Loomis during the ladder match. But then, unless... Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. In this video, I didn't see any clip of him and Miz together. Am I wrong? Did you notice them show anything of him and Miz standing cuz there's there's those shots of him and miz with the bag of money standing next to the ladder after the match all i saw was a shot of him standing next to the ladder by himself
1: i honestly did not notice that yeah i know they did like a it like after all like miz Payne bronson reed
0: hmm i didn't see that so
1: after so i i so that's like leading me to believe that this is probably just like a one-time thing.
0: Yeah. And so I don't know if he's actually paired with Miz or not. But that is a very interesting thing to note, though, that in this video, they made a point to not show anything of him and Miz together. Then we go on to our main event. It's Austin Theory. And Seth Rollins for the United States Championship match on 23 and a half minutes. I really liked this match. Like, for everyone that always goes, oh, Austin Theory is kind of boring in the ring. Oh, Austin Theory just, Vince liked him, so he put no. Austin Theory can go and he can hang with some of the best, like Seth Rollins. I think Austin Theory, just like I always say, Dominic continues to get better as far as his character stuff goes and even his in ring. I think Austin Theory tremendously continues to get better every single week. And it really showed here tonight as well. So, um, early on in the match, not a lot really happened before we went to the commercial break. The come back, theory is in control. He's, they kind of go back and forth. Then we go to another break. After that break, Rollins finally does make a comeback, hits a suicide dive and takes over. Theory did counter a pedigree, but Rollins hit a backbreaker for two. too. Rollins hit a superplex and went to transition to the Falcon Arrow, but Theory beat him to it and hit a neckbreaker for a two. They traded strikes until both men went down. They got up and traded strikes again until Rollins hit consecutive rolling elbow strikes. Rollins went for a curb stomp, but his knee kind of gave out, and he couldn't hit the move, which looked like just a spot in the match that he was selling. But now we're hearing maybe more. Theory leaves the ring and grabs his belt. I was about to leave, but then Rollins runs after him. Now, I didn't notice anything here of Rollins really selling the knee. Theory tried to hit him with the belt, but Rollins hit a super kick, and then a frog splashed back in the ring for a near fall. Uh, Theory shoved Rollins into the referee by mistake at one point, and the ref does go down. Rollins hits a pedigree, and a second ref runs out to count the fall, but Theory does kick out. Theory almost shoved Rollins into the new ref, but the ref shielded himself. As the referee was looking away, Theory gave Rollins a low blow. Theory followed this up with a chop block and an eight town down to pick up the victory. Then, the referee kind of throws up the X and the show. Like, we kind of see the referee checking on Seth in the corner. I see the ref's arms go up. They're focused on Theory and then it just cuts. Like, that match ended right at the top of the hour. Like, they had no time for anything at the end of the show. So where it is that Seth may have actually suffered a knee injury and that he, unless they just really wanted to hammer in the point that Seth may be hurt in story, I don't see why Corey Graves, of all people, had to leave the commentary table to then run over and help Seth to the back. But I'm trying to see if I've got any other word on this or if anybody else has said anything about it. I don't see anything at the moment. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything new that we haven't talked about earlier in this podcast. But hopefully, Seth ain't actually injured. But that would suck. But with that, guys, that's well everything we've got regarding tonight's Monday Night Raw. Any last thoughts on the match and the main event and the possible Rollins
2: injury?
1: I thought the main event was good. I did notice, like, it was a little weird at first. Like, man, they're, like, quickly, like, trying to get this off the air. I didn't, like, I didn't really look at the time or anything. Mm Because I didn't know, like, maybe they, like, went overtime. They were trying to, like, quickly just get it off the air. Or, I don't know. But, yeah, it would definitely suck for Seth to, like, out for a while. if. if the knee injury is true.
0: Yeah, that would really stink. I'm trying to just see if there's any other updates.
2: I don't see anything here. Um me one last. Thing. I'm going to check one last thing. Yeah, nothing, nothing on
0: Seth other than he needed to be helped to the back and almost couldn't because from the video, and I mean, I I could try to find that video again and show it, but from the video, it almost looked like Seth couldn't even barely stand up by himself. Let me see if I can find that video again. Um, yeah, no, I can't find it. Hold on. Give
2: me one last second. Um, oops, that's not how you spell that. Let's see, um, here we go. So, that was loud.
0: So this is the video that I'm referencing. It was uh, posted by EC Dangerously on
2: Twitter. I'm going to pull it up here on the screen. That's not the right screen I want to capture. So here, here, and
0: here, transition here. And they stated that the ref just threw up the X for Seth Rollins, who seems to have legit hurt his knee. Corey Graves ran over and started fussing at people to come help. They said it looks like the same knee that he suffered in uh, 2015. Same knee he injured in 2015. And as you see the video here... <laughs> Why does it keep playing the audio? I don't want it to play that audio. Come on. So if you see here, Seth collapsed. Corey Graves is there in the purple helping him. Corey's yelling, hey, we need help. We need help. He's like pissed off that no one's coming to help. And then eventually, referees calling for other people. And somebody, uh yeah. Corey ends up helping Seth to the back, basically. So we will see. Where that all leads to, but as of right now, we don't have an update on if exactly Seth Rollins is hurt or not. But I doubt that they would go through all that trouble to try and sell this injury if it wasn't a legit injury. But with that, that's all we got. Now it's time to hear from you guys. It's time to know what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can do so. By texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, text in to 510-906-1341. But Before we get into all of that, we got to check the polls. Bing, bang, boom. We'll start with the Twitch poll. As far as the Twitch poll does go. <coughs> 99% liked the show. 1% thought it was just all right. Well, there you go. They liked it better than us. Also... Yeah, no, no, never mind. Twitter poll. Twitter poll, Twitter poll, Twitter poll. 40% liked the show. 38% thought it was just all right. And 20% didn't like Raw. Finally, the YouTube poll. 66% liked the show. 25% thought it was just all right. And 9% didn't like Raw. Some of the comments here. Said, this person said, the show went by fast. Person said, I loved it. Um, This person said, I feel like Triple H, Vince McMahon-ish. I think they're trying to say that they felt like Triple H booked this kind of like a Vince show. And this person said, super meh. As far as the text messages do go. This person says, besides Cody, what are some surprises or surprise returns that could happen in the Royal Rumble? You have any off the top of your head?
1: No, Triple H really wants Kyrie saying the rumble.
0: Well, he did at 1 point, but I heard that no one's talked about that over the last like month.
1: I mean, the only I and mean, maybe Rick Boogs, I don't know when he's coming back.
0: He has been out for a long time and I keep forgetting about him. He's been gone since Mania. Holy crap. I keep forgetting about him. So, Cody, Boogs, maybe Naomi? I mean, there is the, the rumor that Naomi's in Japan with Sasha. so well, I don't know.
1: She uh, green, we keep hearing that's a done deal. We're just right. coming back to WWE. She could re- make her big
0: return in the Rumble. That's a good one. That's a really good one, actually. And maybe, okay, in line with that, Cardona. But does he come back as Matt Cardona or Zack Ryder? I think Zack Ryder, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say Zack Ryder.
0: So those are the only ones I can really think of off the top of my head. I mean, I'm trying to think of anybody that, like, like like Chelsea Green was released and they want her back. I'm trying to think of if there's anybody else that was released over the last couple of years that they've wanted back. Like, we've heard the rumors. We know the Chelsea Green thing. We've heard the rumors that Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona could be coming and then when you think of that, you think maybe Brian Myers, but no, because Brian Myers actually just recently signed a contract extension with Impact. So, yeah, I can't really think of anybody else off the top of my head.
1: Don't think Eric Young, because I think they'll probably just do something, maybe to like him and Nikki Cross, I would say.
0: That's another one that Triple H apparently wants back, and he he's done with Impact. So, hmm. Another interesting one, but this person basically, um, here we go. Do you think WWE should showcase Dragon Lee at the Royal Rumble? Also, do you think there should be a one-time appearance of Nick Aldis at the Rumble? So Nick Aldis is a free agent, but I don't know if WWE is going to want him because if Bruce Pritchard has anything to say, Bruce Pritchard was never a fan of him during his time working in Impact. And as far as Dragon Lee does go, he's not going to be in the Rumble. Dragon Lee is going straight to NXT. And the word is that he's on a deal to where the, his management team believes that he's going to do a year in NXT and then go to the main roster if everything goes according to plan.
1: Is Bruce Pritcher the guy that was keeping WWE from like signing Nick Aldis in the past? Yes.
0: Basically, uh, I forget who it was, but there were people that kept saying, hey, we need to sign this guy. He's really good. And Bruce would go, eh, when I worked in TNA, he wasn't all that hot. He wasn't all that great. He was just whatever. So, I mean, that's the rumor. Um, I always thought
1: maybe he could have like a, like a Bobby Roode type of role in NXT.
0: Right. Um, In the text message bin, I'm not going to read your whole number, but if you're listening right now, area code 425, if you legit have those images, Send them on Twitter It's either at pw unlimited or at timmy buddy. I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't know if this person's just trolling me or whatnot. But yeah, send them over if you have legit images. Again, area code four two five. If you are listening live or later on YouTube. Person says, "Okay, show tonight." When did the Bloodline act attack the Street Profits? Corey said they attacked them a few weeks ago. I'm trying to think. I think they just. Mm. Did they attack him? I can't think of it I off the top remember, of my head. Honestly. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head either. This person says, did you catch the Shinsuke match at, at Japan? I liked how commentary noticed his WWE accomplishments. So, if... I watched the Japan feed, like the Japanese commentary feed, because that feed was actually put out for free. So if you're asking if I heard the English commentary of that match, I did not. I did watch the match. But the um, English or the Japanese commentary feed was actually put out for free. If you just go to the, I think it's whatever the, the TV network that was airing it in Japan, you could have just went on their website and watched it for free, and that's what I did. So if you're asking about if I heard commentary mention his WWE accomplishments... I didn't catch it because I really wasn't listening to commentary since it was in Japanese.
1: Bits and pieces <clears throat> of the match. I haven't had a chance to watch the full match yet.
0: Right. I thought it was a good match and I liked the finish. The finish? Everyone's saying that oh, they came up with such a creative finish. They 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 invented a cool new fit. They didn't. They actually took that from an old Will Ospreay Bushy match, where Will Ospreay came up with the spot for I don't remember which year it was, but it was one year of the super juniors where Will Ospreay did the same thing where Boosie uh, like hinted like he was about to do the mist. And then Will Ospreay sucked the mist out of his match and, uh, mouth and hit him back with it. So we've seen that before. It wasn't something super new. I've only ever seen it once before with Will Ospreay and Busy. Uh Looking here, refreshing really fast. I think that's all the text messages we have. Yep, that is it. And with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We'll be back on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite, but Luke, tell them where they can find you.
1: Find me over at Twitch at the Luke Petkey, or you can find me over at Twitter at Petkey underscore 21.
0: Heck yeah. With that guys, have a great rest of your night. Again, prayers for Damar Hamlin. Hopefully everything goes well with him. I haven't seen well. we've been live on this podcast, so I haven't seen if there's any updates as of right now. Let's see really fast. If there's anything new on his development, as far as how he is doing, um, I'm not seeing any new updates. So, again, prayers for Damar Hamlin and him and his entire family. We know that his family was at the game in Cincinnati, and his mom did ride to the hospital with him in the ambulance. Also, um, his brother is there at the hospital as well. With that, guys, we'll see you back.
1: Go for it. What happened? Well, Stefan Diggs was told by a police officer that he wasn't allowed to enter the hospital.
0: Well, they're probably not letting anybody come into the hospital that doesn't need medical attention because they don't know. You know, they can't. There's probably a lot of people trying to get into the hospital right now to find something out, and they don't want to just let anybody in, no matter who you are. So, I could see that. But with that, guys, we'll see you back here Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Remember. It's an all new year. It's an all new dynamite, new graphics, new colors, and a brand new stage. So, with that, have a great
2: night, guys, and we'll see you later. Have a good one.